Are you serious? Is that a is little it bit bigger? Is going to look like... It looks um, a little, yeah, it definitely looks bigger. Maybe... This is maybe a little more reasonable. Yeah. Dude, I think we're going. You got it. You want to roll with it or you want to cut it, bring it back? <laughs> I don't know. Do you do you have a you don't you don't have your intro music playing? <laughs> no, dude. There's a bunch of things. There's a bunch of sound effects that I'd love to have, like the yeah, <laughs> canned laugh or canned yeah, applause, right. canned laugh or um, um, ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba, like a Zelda sound or something. Oh yeah, there you something. go. There's a few. No, dude. I think this is might just be what we have. I think we're rolling. Okay. The Sounds intro would me. go something like this. Yeah, I mean, you've heard them. It would go something like this. All right, here we go. And we're recording some bullshit like that to try right. to sound sound like I've done this before. Um, hey folks, here we are. We're rolling, and I—you've I, already heard him. I think most of you probably know the name, but I've got my friend Dan K. How do you say your last name? Caliph. Okay, that was my guess. Yeah. Dan Caliph's here. Dan Caliph is uh, a guy. A lot of you probably know uh, face to face. We uh, have been to his house. Really awesome house. Uh, Treedex, baby. I'm telling you. That was and, fun. But a lot of you listening too. Shout outs to the uh, the more more lady side of the audience a lot of you probably know him as ashley moore's boyfriend correct his boyfriend right is not boyfriend no is, is still correct Excellent. yes and uh and so dan thanks for being here man well thanks for having me this is awesome this is exciting i've been looking forward to, to, to this for a long time last time we got a little sidelined over christmas break it happened to a number of potential guests right so no hard feelings i'm really glad that you stuck with me he said let's reschedule and i'm like that you know like really and sure enough few weeks pass he's like what do we think about next thursday next whatever today is yeah i'll tell you i'm i am guilty of being that guy who says hey let's reschedule and then never rescheduling i think everybody is right so i i was but i'm excited about it it is i'll tell you honestly nerve-wracking this is my first podcast so be gentle dude of um, course but yeah but it's uh, you're always fun to talk to so i figured we might as well get it down on and have live proof dude how well thank you how and uh it, um, and hey don't worry you're in good hands I All promise. right. Uh, um, yeah, it, that, that was something Bear mentioned the other day. She's like, you know, she, she said something about like, you know, it is fun to listen to those things. If you're enjoying it, you should keep doing it. She's kind of just giving me general encouragement. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Bear. Shout outs. Love you, Bear. And, you know, because I'm kind of like, you know, not that many people listen. It's like I've learned a lot from this. Should I keep doing it? She, she's kind of like giving me these that sort of sage thing where instead of answering, they just ask for more questions. Well, absolutely. Like, well, are you, you find having, your own. Well, are you having fun? Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I'm having fun. Well, and she would ask a few more questions. And one of them was, do you think it will be cool to listen to these 10 years from now? And I was like, whoa, how mind, That's huge. How mind blowing is that? I yeah. hadn't thought of it. We've, I, this is an episode. You want to guess what number we're on? I'm going to guess 10, <laughs> 32. Holy. Wow, yeah, dude. That's, yeah. Ten to the ten to the that's ten huge. to the three halves power three. nearly. <laughs> Actually, it would round to that. There'd be thirty-one point six, I think. Thirty-one point six, two two seven seven six six. Not kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was one I memorized a long time Good ago. Good lord. Uh, yeah, dude. Episode thirty-two it still makes me a little nervous, but it's been this long, and I hadn't thought about listening like retrospectively because mm -hmm. it's only been a few months. So hey. You're you are, what's the word? Immortalized. Absolutely. In this that is, way, this is the official record. Now, this cannot be the first time you've been immortalized. I know you have some affiliation with, um, uh, maybe not audio production per se, but music at least. Is that right? I uh, yeah, I've I've recorded several albums. Oh, so exactly. I, okay. Yeah. So, not, so, so, so some uh, extensive experience. Right. So uh, that's one of the things that I. I don't love going back and listening to i'm hoping at some point it gets it gets past the cringe factor where i can just be oh that was adorable rather than going oh my god what was i doing isn't that wild that's so like what was there a particular uh, first of all how many years are we talking 
Um, how old am I? So <laughs> first album got recorded when I was 18. So we're talking just over 20 years ago whenever I started recording. Wow. Um, okay. And, and so I've got... It was... I'd say four and a half. One of them was only three tracks that we just did in my basement, so that one wasn't real. But the would you call that an EP album? Is there a different name for that? I'm sure there is. It's called B sides. B sides. There you go. (laughs) But that was one that we recorded ourselves. The other ones um, were recorded in studios, had audio engineers, all that stuff. Wow. Um, And it was fun. It was we treated it as marketing tools more than anything. We never got into the CD sales game, but it was easier to walk into a club and say, hey, we want to play here. Here's our album. Give it a listen and let us know if, if you're interested. So you did paid gigs in, in, in clubs and, and at, I guess, concert venues. I mean, what were the type of places that you played then? Primarily bars. Um, my first my first show, I was 16 years old, Ooh. playing a bar, having to sit in between sets on the, on the sidewall in a designated chair because I was too young, too young. to be in the oh, bar. that's adorable. <laughs> so it was like a neon yellow color chair. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they make you put on a vest. The kid, the kid has to sit there. <laughs> Do not feed this kid drinks. We know he's cute, ladies. Right. Don't feed right. him liquor. And I'm just sitting there looking around, completely, knowing I'm completely in over my head. Oh. It was... In over my head, is that right? Right. Can, oh, we, well, run, my... can we run credits now? Yeah, we should. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Done and done. No, it was my my oldest sister's boyfriend's band. So obviously this guy's seven oh years gosh. older than I am. This is like um, uh, is it Stan and her uh, Shelly and her boyfriend on South Park. Oh, and he he plays in this angry yes. band. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Except except yeah. That that's it. My I was the the kid watching and being like completely awestruck because the guy's so much older than me he's my sister's boyfriend so i'm like wow this is he's so cool whenever he asked me to oh, be in like the band anything he anything he does is cool just because he's absolutely like, he's 20 and he's not an asshole yeah so, yeah and he you know all big muscular guy super charismatic now it turns out he's the biggest douche in the uh, world just the worst person shout out in the world jerk hey but yeah. the, dude so so a learning experience in like oh, so many huge, different ways. Huge. Wow. Yeah. Your sister's moved on. Hopefully she's happy now. Absolutely she has. And yeah, she's uh, she's thrilled. He he did help her make three beautiful boys. My nephews are awesome. But unfortunately, they know that I think he's terrible. And everyone really thinks he's okay, terrible. Okay, cool. Yeah. A stepping stone, if you will. Yeah. So he was a little bit older. He asked you to be in the band. Did they just need somebody? Or were, yeah, they, were you they lost a drummer. The time, um, I was okay. I, c- I could drum. Enough. I could keep a beat. Heck that yeah. was, I think, all they really needed. Um, he heard me practicing downstairs and he comes down he's like, you should try out to be in my band. Bro, I swear to God though, if you upstage me, bro, I will pick you up and I will push your head right through that kick drum. Across the yard. (laughs) Across the yard, yeah, of all things. Not the stage, not the bar. No, they'll take me outside and just toss me right across the yard. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So that was a couple gigs or was that like a couple years? That was several years. That was most of my high school career. Same, same, mostly same bandmates? Same bandmates. Same set list or you guys were putting out new stuff oh we yeah we wrote a lot of new stuff we did we did probably half covers half originals but it, which is we, the right mix yeah as a for a band like that constantly evolving right constantly changing song coming up with new stuff what we had type a few of um primary influences like at maybe at waypoints throughout the career um for f- the band in general probably pearl jam being the biggest okay right not bad. very pearl jamish hit the singer was wanted to be Eddie Vedder. Yeah, gotcha. Right? Absolutely. Gotcha. So and now the was, singer was not your the guy that was you him. knew. Yeah, oh, that he was wanted him. to be Eddie Vedder. Wow, the 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 plot thickens. He he tried, but he just couldn't sing. And I go back and I look at those, and I'm like, I thought I thought we were all really good. And I'm looking back, there were a few instrumental licks that were okay. I'm like, hey, that was that was neat. But then listen, I'm like, how did people how did people listen to us? And we had 
it was high school, so uh, you know you have you have the local the friends group, but we had easily we we'd put on shows and we'd have. 150 200 people wow. they would show up to some of these shows super legit and I mean, they loved it yeah. they loved it i'm like how do you i wonder if a lot of us? that is the same um uh, what's the word i'm looking for the the same sort of um well you called it awestruck that that idea of just like it's so cool to see these people up here just being confident and being awesome and there's something awesome about it so maybe it's it's more than the music that people are coming to see the full experience see their right. friends be like uh elevated to a mm-hmm. kind of a next level I don't know. There's there's something to be said for that. You you go back and you say the music itself was bad, but it's like being 16 and having the guts to go on stage is badass, right? I mean that that's pretty. It was fun. It, it was a learning experience. Level. I think that's next no level. doubt about that. So then, okay. So if we if we kind of take a couple ticks forward on the in the timeline here, as, as the music career goes, this is too good so far. So you said you had that you were playing with that band for quite a while, evolving for a little bit. It was several years. Was that that wasn't the end of your music playing oh, career? No, so it it transitioned from that that being the high school band to getting put together a a college band. Had a friend of mine, Sarah, who knew a guitar player, who knew a bass player, and I knew a singer. And she basically constructed the band and said, "You guys should all get together and play together." College band. College was uh, in a lovely town oh, called beautiful town Rala. yeah dude i can't for some reason this always sticks out of my head I, there's no way to it's just in my head but whenever i talk about Rala, it's always in the the way that they say on prices right you and one guest will be whisked away too and they always say fabulous cancun <laughs> and in my head it's always fabulous Rala, missouri but when i would text message that or say that i want to imply the the inflection of fabulous like it's like it's a resort location because it's like the plainest kind of lamest town ever. I mean, it's just every every town of fifteen thousand or eight thousand or whatever. It right. Is. The the phrase I always use when people ask what Rolla was, I was like, "Outstanding school. The town leaves a lot to be desired." Oh, you're too diplomatic, Dan. <laughs> you're too. Oh, they. Lo- that's, that's me. That's me in a heart in a, in a nutshell, though. I I will. I'll find the the politician answer to most things. <laughs> Rolla, Missouri. A lot of my uh, a lot of my audience of less than one thousand, slightly less. I than 1, used 000. to do. I used to say less than ten thousand. I think people started sniffing, you know, started smelling smelling the stank on that one there. So I started going with an order of magnitude less, thinking people might, oh, you know, might probably 800, 900. Yeah, probably. Anyway, my audience of less than one thousand. Many of them are Rollaites, so maybe we'll come back to that one. But for now, you had a college band. Had a college band called Happy Jacket. I dig it. That's a great name. Had a had a blast. We played. That was that was the other real big one. We we had a couple albums. Um, a lot of fun. Played festivals. Played charity gigs. Played bars around Rolla or around the whole state. Or? Around Rolla, St. Louis, Cape Girardeau, Columbia. A couple in Can. I don't, actually, I don't. Know. I think we played like one show in Kansas City, but primarily the Rolla area. Um, and then we'd get some what we could outside of the Rolla area. Greater Rolla, the, great, the greater, greater Rolla, Rolla metropolitan yes. area. The Rolla metropolitan, the Tri Cities. <laughs> Rolla and uh, Cuba. And... We're tri- yeah, we're trying to figure out the other two, but there's St. <laughs> James. Okay, so this time, yeah. what was the uh, this time? What was the the the? I, I gather that the uh, the makeup of the band, like I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, like the, how everybody knew everybody. It's probably probably a lot more organic and kind of natural. Just the inner in relationships between folks, but musically, wh- how did things differ? It, uh, still rock, 
right? It was, but that's you guys hadn't switched over to uh, full reggae, not yet, not yet. Uh, Stay stay tuned, folks. Trying to be more of the, but trying to be more of the maybe Breaking Benjamin sound versus the Pearl Jam. Oh, nice. A little more staccato, precise, modern. Pure, pure alternative kind of like yes. 10 years later though. Right. Well, so Pearl Jam was pretty damn alternative, right? Coming out of grunge oh, into alternative. So this would have been what that became. The, okay, cool. Yeah. And so any other, who, how, to help my to help my loyal fans out there, what maybe a couple more influences, a couple more of those? Um. So with within the Happy Jacket days, let's see, we, Chevelle would have been oh, a big for one. for sure. I just heard that song the other day. It was. Ding, ding, chung, chung, chung. The red, seeing the red again. Yes, <laughs> we, we covered I nailed that it, one. folks. I yeah. know you heard me nail it. Like, oh yeah, that one. Yeah, we covered that one. Um, Hell yeah, dude! It was. It tried to be guitar-driven with melodic harmonies or harmon. Uh, yeah, melodic harmonies. So we would we would get the vocals where we would have multiple parts and try and have yeah. a solid vocal part over something that was you know guitar driven for sure all the way through yeah who's that remind me of that yeah i now i'm all th- i'm thinking of bands of a different genre but like some 41 did a lot of that vocally was mm-hmm. the vocals was the the centerpiece but then you had obviously so much uh, coming out of the guitar too did um who did this who did the singing you have a couple of parts you have a microphone dangling over them drums absolutely Woo! yeah so i was i was always the harmony uh, oh no kidding yeah so tom was our he was uh, definitely lead singer. Wait a minute. He was did kind of rhythm guitar. And Tom, then, a guy from Rala. Tom, a guy from Rala. Uh, we're gonna have to look this up later and okay. see because I had, I knew a Tom who was in one of my classes and this dude was weird but really cool. And shout outs Tom if you're out there helped me on a project that I forgot about and until it was the day it was due. This dude came all the way to my apartment to help me finish it up and got in the class by one point. I got 900, wow. 901 points out of a thousand. Shout outs Tom if that was you kick ass nice um sounds like something he would do he is he is weird but he he's is a smarter guy and was very, a ta at, at in a couple of classes we'll figure it out later okay hey shout outs tom either way either it way. sounded like you're a kick-ass yeah. vocalist but you might be also a kick-ass classmate as well there you go <laughs> doing yeah. a little bit of like semi-serious rock like this is not just a fun this is not just a um god what's the one i'm thinking of that they played at red sox games like tacky no tacky idea. song that Sweet Caroline. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we tried to have fun with it, but yeah, no, it was, we, we took ourselves, again, this is where I was talking about the cringe factor, like going back, we took ourselves more seriously than we probably should have well, in college. At some point, you, but have, it was, at some but point it was you have to take yourself seriously yeah. or else you don't know where the line is drawn. What's, you, you have to know what serious is so that you can adequately not take yourself that, right? True. At some and, point. And you're self-handicapping if you don't, right? If you say, well, this is just a joke band. We're just playing around. Yeah, let's see where push. our, let's so, see if we're actually good. Yeah. yeah. And if we're not, then we can come back to the Sweet Caroline. Let's try <laughs> yeah, the some, party songs. Let's try some Chevelle. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was awesome. So how was that just basically an entire college career? That was that was all of college. Yeah. Went about a year after college with, with those guys until people started finding jobs and moving across the country. Yeah. Um, yeah. That into that. It'll then, happen. But, but, but dude, Tom and I kept playing. So Tom... We just got into an, a, a little acoustic two-man set where I would do hand drums, he would do acoustic guitar, and we'd both sing, and we kept playing. It, at that point, it was really the bar scene. Yeah. Through and through. Like, just playing Thursday nights at Bruno's, playing um, 
up in Jeff City every now and again, and just wherever we could find it was, and it that became much more of the fun. 100% covers, no longer any any originals. Sweet, can yeah, you got it. Sing-alongs, just just things that are enjoyable. It was stuff that we got to have fun. We enjoyed playing, and uh, if you get the crowd into it, there's there's without a doubt a dopamine rush that comes with a crowd singing along or cheering you on that that you can definitely become addicted to. Dude, you make it sound so cool you make it sound romantic it is it is <laughs> that's awesome man i can't wait to figure out if this is the same time i'm thinking of um so then uh let's see oh dude i gotta tell you we were at your house the other day lovely house i'm not well, saying that you. beautiful cool cool location cool um cool yard cool uh decorations cool everything also that chili that you had there was next level stuff that's all ashley and so i good. no love, kidding shout outs ashley yeah love that chili so good so good and there was one other thing oh yeah there was some pasta salad that was like you know pretty good yeah and you're i was like did is there a reason you made 13 gallons of this and you're like pasta salad for breakfast my dude <laughs> the next morning i texted this dude and i was like pasta salad and he was like mm, and white castle <laughs> <laughs> we know how to roll Woo, even better yeah. dude i gotta tell you i it was the i think so i look back all right, I'll do the the answer first and the question later kind of thing. We'll do the conclusion okay. followed by the setup. My takeaway from the experience I'm about to describe was I wish I had twice as much time and was half as drunk, <laughs> which was not the case for the party overall. Party was the right length right. and the right amount of consumption of alcohol, I think. Tree decks, shout out. Absolutely. But the Dan session. all of a sudden goes to me to, or to somebody. He's like, have you not been in the basement? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, yeah. We walked down there, and there's a drum kit. There's a little four-piece or five, yeah, whatever, four piece kit, yeah. and um, and a couple of other instruments, including a hand drum hiding somewhere. That big old thong, yeah, my djembe. Oh, and and I was like, no kidding. He's like, you can play as loud as you want. It's a house, and I haven't played on a drum kit for in forever. But I'm like competent. You know, I can keep a keep a beat, and so just cranking on that thing was awesome. I haven't had so much fun in a while, but I was so off in so many on so many like simple songs we could have jammed on, but with no warm up. And you know, thirteen beers, plenty of beer. It was off, but then, dude, my favorite part of the night was you busted out this probably thirty-inch tall dr- hand drum mm-hmm. and kind of played on a little. Sounded really cool, and you just said, "Here, just whack away on that thing, and I'm going to do this." And we and we had the world world's worst jam session <laughs> with Justin. Shout outs, Justin. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> and uh, and then I did, but I didn't know what I was doing. I'm just kind of like finger thumping on this thing, like you would do at a on a student's desk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just and it sounds like something, but. And you're like, eh, here's what I'd recommend. And came over and just bitch slapped the center of the thing. And you said, just take a wide ass, wide open palm and just slap the center of this thing and then pull your hand away. Don't dwell on it. And boom. Oh, yeah. And you get this so super, much bass. super deep sound. And it sounded so cool. And you're like, other than that, just these other couple, couple strikes. And just the first time you get it right, it's like you can impossible not to smile. It. Right. <laughs> So I would take that was the drum that that I played on with Tom whenever we did our acoustic gig. Yeah. Because I can I can get most of the sounds that I would get out of a drum set out of that, right? It gives me enough dynamic Ride range symbol. I can put the whole yeah. <laughs> eh, not exactly. <laughs> well, kind of it, it does have some ring to it, but I would take a bass drum mic, stick it underneath there and crank that thing. Okay. So it would as much as you felt it, I used I would always say you'd feel it in your subcockles whenever <laughs> whenever I would get that bass drum mic and I I'd, I'd set those levels where it was club bass, right? It was it was what you would expect out of a the bass drum yeah. of an electric drum set, where it's just as you get different tones, or is synthetic. it kind of the same one? Because all you really need is one, I guess. If that's it's all low. you get for the bass. That's really all you yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. You can get a few different for the for the high smacks, but 
but yeah, for that base itself, it it is the club base and it it, it keeps it driving, right? It's it's hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Unless you miss one of those, unless you don't don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's plenty of those. I heard some name. I heard some name on a YouTube video the other day. Somebody was talking about. Hey, you need to stop, dog. For those of you out there who may not know, we have a family member now named Carlos. We haven't figured out a last name. Probably Turner. But, that would make uh, sense. Right? Yeah, and Carlos fi- turns out likes to likes to feast upon my desk while Dan and Dan are trying to do a podcast. All right. Well, now well, he's that, calm because he's getting a little pet. Yeah. yeah. That handles right at mouth level, right? It's just like, but it's it's right here as if it's just for me. <laughs> we should have gotten a bigger dog. Oh, damn it. Our dog's exactly eight inches bigger, and therefore it's on the second, the second handle. handle. Yeah. I don't care about this desk. Um, yeah. Forest out there. Thanks for letting me have this desk. An old one. I moved into a house, and uh, they said, you can have that desk if you want. And I just took it with me. And it's old and beat up. And I use I literally just used the top if I, I was making some kind of craft, something. I had to use it knife for and I was like I don't care about this old desk I was just fucking it's nice to have some stuff you can beat up there's a freedom there yes right exactly kind of like kind of like wearing your painter your painting outfit Mm -hmm. or your football you know your clothes for sports and it's like eh, mud who cares nasty work boots if it if it gets ruined it gets ruined (sighs) yep we'll get a new one 30 bucks at Walmart 17 years ago or whatever not not that long ago oh dude we got a little tangent we were talking about the big beat yeah, there's a there's a incubus song I was thinking of where they open with that, but it can't just be that because he also has a hat in there. Unless they're both, unless it's two tracks, but it's definitely that boom, like a real. They're echo-y. yeah, they probably yeah, probably. Oh, add a couple and those guys, my, there's a couple of guys in that band that really like to do wacky, wild mm-hmm. stuff. What was that one floating down a river? And he's clearly playing some stringed instrument that was unearthed from the tomb of Nebuchadnezzar or something. <laughs> no clue. Never heard no it before. We'll, we'll check it out later. Yeah. Um, dude, so where were we? We were in college. Okay. So since co- so at some point, we don't have to get too far into right. personal life, but at some point you met the young lady that you're with now. Right. That was mid-college, I assume. That was, no, no. We, we were in Rolla during the same time for a year or two. I forget the exact years, but we never met. We have... <laughs> We have gone several times trying to figure out places where we would have been at the yeah. same place at the same time, and we still haven't connected a location saying, oh, well, we were both at this party, or we were both yeah. at this event, so what we definitely have, would have been there. They had, they had the thing out at the the uh, old airport or something. Every year there was Greek something out at the old airport, and like all of campus was there, and everybody assumes that's where they met. Um, the airport that's Vichy or twenty miles right. To the, the the Pearl Harbor. Is that what you're talking maybe about? Maybe no? so. So that's a big party that I always thought. I don't know where the fuck. I don't think I. I'm not sure I ever went to that one. You're right. That was a huge one. For any of you who were at <laughs> Pearl Harbor from <laughs> this two, doesn't include you, Grandpa. Not you, Grandpa. From yeah, right. Yeah, not not that far back. From 2003 to 2008, nine, uh, we were the music. No, no kidding. Yeah. Nah. So whether it was whether it was full on Happy Jacket, whenever back it was in the basement of Swimmer's house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or whenever it was the huge thing at, right out there in I don't think it was all the way to Vichy, but yeah, right off of you know 63 North up there, right before it splits off. Um, there was a big old building back there right, where it right. was just Tom and I playing and it was yeah, we were the we were the music for Pearl Harbor <laughs> for quite quite a few years. Oh my goodness, dude. The things you learn later on. Dude, I was gonna say, um oh dog get yeah, down. Damn. This dog is trying to be a part of the damn podcast and he should know better. You're gonna get put in your box, homeboy. He's just so excited. 
Just so excited. Stay down. There you we go. can cut this part out. Okay. He's like, I got my vocals on there. They'll have to credit me. There you go. <laughs> He's doing the thing, the Eric Cartman thing, where you just a little bit of a belly scratch. That's all it takes. You don't have to. You just have to. Stay. <laughs> you have yeah. to be the dominant male. Hey, wait a minute! Don't be too dominant. This is my house. <laughs> <laughs> how much, there how long, you go. How long do people want to listen to us fight with the dog? Ra- I could probably wrangling. cut this out. See, I will just take it down. It's twenty-four minutes in, and I'll come back mm-hmm. and cut out forty-five out seconds the, of yeah. bullshit. The dog wrangling. Yeah. Okay. He's usually very good about calming down in a, in a reasonable amount of time. Am I giving you too much? <laughs> right here? All right, dude. So, um. Is that um? How often do you get to do like a jam in the basement? I mean, this is like I'm hoping to come back. I don't. I, I would love it because or I, I mean, I don't. a little guitar, a little amp, maybe a little yeah. electric in there, dude. I've got I got all the equipment. I can I could mic a five piece band with what I've got down there and and play a legit show. Like we I've got equipment, but for me, music, especially like playing in bands, has always been more the social aspect yeah, than, sure. than the thing that I go and do. So I've got this drum set. Ashley bought me that drum set for my birthday. The first birthday that we were together, she buys me this acoustic drum set because I had, I had a crappy electric that I didn't enjoy um, playing. What kind was it? Uh, the the brain was an Alesis. I forget. I don't even know what the pads. They were probably Alesis, but it was you know kind of parts together. Yeah. And it was the hard plastic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, instead of like the netting kind of. Right. The mesh ones where you actually get a little rebound to it. It was this hard plastic and I I just didn't enjoy playing it. And so she, you know, I talked about it enough and she was as thoughtful as she is. She went and and found an amazing drum set and bought it for me. And I've, and I've honestly played it a couple dozen times. Yeah. But that's it because I don't, I don't go downstairs and sit and play it by myself. I'm not just going to do paradiddles to try to keep my, I'm not just trying to like get. Yeah, work on some skills or do reps. Right. Every now and again, I get in that mood, right? And I'll go down and I'll you know play, funny? but that's it. I have a lot of stuff like that, too. And it's, um, there's something to be said for that. Because it's like, well, then if you didn't have it, you'd never get to do this. True. But then it's like, well, then do you want to make a rigid schedule out of it and kind of take the the spontaneity out of it? And there's it's a fine line. We got a cool little um, disc golf cage in the backyard. It's like, I almost never throw at it. I'll throw four or five discs. I'll just have a stack, go pick them up, bring them back up. But it's it's like oh no this is fun to do with people right <laughs> I'll shoot baskets by myself that's one thing I can kind of do but it's mm-hmm. an order of magnitude better with another person because a it's more fun to be with other people but b you need somebody rebounding it's like I'll rebound for you you rebound for me there you go so many things that yeah oh you got a basketball hoop why don't you go play that yeah you know, like your parents would never let you say you're bored right when you kid you got a baseball glove and it's like go, go do something with a kid what the fuck am I supposed to do with <laughs> my dad was cool he let me he let me huck baseballs at the concrete wall in the basement and just pick up grounders that was awesome i forgot how awesome that was when i was a kid i could go down there and kill half an hour and just throw mm-hmm. and just throw 150 pitches at a little strike zone painted on the other wall because half the basement was empty enough and all concrete on the floor all con- and they just would skid back to me i just throw the thing as hard Keep as going. i can take funny bounces and stuff and yeah dude that was awesome with what are you bored for you got all your video games and stuff yeah mom but i don't have anyone to play with mom and the internet comes around and it's like now you have people to play with, but they're all jerks. True. Ah, the dilemmas. The dilemmas that we deal with. Cursing at you and telling you all the things they did with your mother and all the... <laughs> so, Dan, wrapping up a little bit on the music subject, when's the last time you played a gig? I mean, do you still do it periodically, or is it kind of like, nah, thing of the past? So we, we tried to kick it back up into gear. The last time we played a gig, um, we played two 
at the beginning of the summer, early to mid-summer this past year. Um, so Tom wanted to get the band back together. And uh, our buddy Chris, who he went to high school with, plays bass. I thought Chris got kicked out for Tom. Oh, that was Blink-182. Never mind. <laughs> there you go. Um, so we, we tried to put a little trio together. We're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to get the band back together, man. Uh, so we start, we, we probably did three, four months of practices, got a little, you know, hour and a half, two hour long set list put together. Nice. Uh, same music as it was before, a lot of the same? Similar. Uh, I'd say probably half the set list was stuff that we had played before and the other half was new with the intent of eventually scratching out all the ones that we had played before yeah, and, cool. and continue to evolve and, oh, get, sure. and get a brand new Gradual, set list. Yeah. So we went and we played this pool party that, that one of, I think it was one of Chris's friends, um, was throwing a birthday party for his wife and she loved 90s pop rock music and that was the the bread and butter of what <laughs> yeah. of what we did at that and you're point. like was, never heard of it <laughs> right that was the best it was the best decade of music ever 90s pop rock that was Dude, that's the jam eve six rock. oh I'm just wanna, I'm pray, yeah, that, that's that's our signature right there yeah. holy shit what other ones would be oh my gosh i mean are they gonna make you do somebody all star absolutely is on the list. Yeah, <laughs> you nailed it. it. It's all those. <laughs> we I need to pull talk. We got to talk more about this list later. This is great. Yeah. Um, hey, wait. Here's one that I forgot about. When you were in the like the Chevelle area, did that involve any Lincoln Park? Or is we, that that's too tough to reproduce? I bet because they got too much electronic. Kind of. So there was a there was a guy Mike who I know went to Rolla. You know Mike scratches. Oh, I thought you meant Shinoda. Oh, no, he scratches records. Right. So he he was. I don't That's know why what we never you, let him handle I any of our records. Yeah, <laughs> get him out of KMNR. No, I, I don't know what the, what it's called. He, he wasn't, I wouldn't call it a DJ because he never let. They wrote a song about him, though. Mix Master Mike, what you got to say. Bug out, dude. It's like all the time. But they would use sweet clips. I would like a tangerine. He treated it like, like a. a box of Krispy Kremes. <laughs> Some Kenny Rogers, something, something, gamble with it's a Beastie Boys song. Sorry, nice <laughs> mix master Mike. Mix what you got to say? Mike. All he would do, all he would do is scratch. He treated it like a, a percussion instrument, which was cool, yeah, dude, but it I was mean, they, all different scratches. They had a DJ in Incubus kind of for the same purpose, mm -hmm. right? And it was, and there's a band that was, you know, made very mainstream, and so that's absolutely. So we tried that. We tried to do some, we did one step closer, we tried to pull it off, but oh. it was never good enough. Like we, we yeah, went through it and yeah. we'd listen and go. Yeah, no. I hear no. you. We it, can play the notes, but it just doesn't sound something. good. And then for vocals, it's going to be hard. To, it's kind of like a Zach De La Roca, that, that that kind of higher register mm -hmm. for a lead guy. And 311 had an, a singer, too, that had that was in a higher register. Right. And it's like, yeah, it seems like if we can't get this right, it'll be like, I don't know. Like Fred Armisen doing an Obama impression, and he just gave up. He, he gave up trying to do the voice, of a, and he just would talk in his own voice. Just because, be himself. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, that's better than doing a shitty impression, right. but it totally kills the vibe, and it's like, hey, maybe we just shouldn't do Just don't do it. At that point, just give <laughs> up. Just, just don't scratch do that it. one. Interesting. One step closer to the edge, man. Yeah. I'm about to break. We, we were about to break, but well, we never did was, fully break. Was that we 2001 just... when that song came out? Ish. That would have been that would have been my senior year Hybrid in high school. Theory. If it was 2001. Oh that sounds God, about right. Dude. One step closer to I'd the say, edge. I would go earlier. I'd say two thousand. Okay, the the bet is oh, <laughs> got two thousand. He, he eats me out. Damn it. Yeah, dude, that one. I remember hearing that and being like, "This is the next 
big oh, absolutely. thing. This is the next thing in like loud alternative rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Slipknot that goes a little far. You got Corn that everybody hates, and they're they're like doing something different. And there's a few other, you know, Limp Biscuit has got is trying to be their own entire genre. Right. And it's like, can I get something hard that's not a gimmick? Yeah, still still serious enough. Yeah, right? I totally thought well, they that, got man. it. Rest and they peace, were bro. right. They absolutely. They were huge. Oh man, still love it. Still go back and listen so. to some of those. Um, my goodness. So, all right. So you went and played a pool party. Went and played a pool party. Went really well. Had a blast. Uh, bass player got Chris got married. We played his reception dinner. No kidding. It was a lot of fun. Without he, him, obviously. No, he played. Oh, cool. For he played about half it. So it was actually his. This was the most fun. The 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 hot ploppers. Or hot ploppies. Oh, okay. Um, it, okay. Whenever, whenever Amy and um, Casey listen to this, his so his now wife and her brother wanted to learn instruments during COVID. So she started taking some, like I think, online guitar courses. Awesome. Started learning some parts, and he had a he got a digital drum set. I don't know if he had it and had already. I don't know if he had played before. It was a nice little digital drum set and he was good. They Is that he, a little a little desk console or is no, it was it full pads? on. His is a full on nice yeah. nice setup. And they learned some songs. And Neat. so they wanted Tom and Chris and I to play along with their so they it started out with the hot ploppies doing um <laughs> two two songs we did what was the band name cl- yeah cl- closing time by semisonic oh, right super and um one that i had never heard about uh, heard before all about that shit that was not 98 or something the have you ever heard of oh now i'm blanking uh, bohemian like me by the andy warhols oh my gosh i don't think so and i maybe you would recognize it maybe. i i didn't 98 i got it nice <sighs> bohemian bohemian like me like... or like you there you go dandy warhols sorry what i say like yeah andy, well you just andy said. warhols dandy Warhols. whoa they don't look british or anything no it is <laughs> i had never heard of it before oh my lord it's coming on uh, i'm gonna have to do some playback so you might hear your own voice okay it takes a second for these stupid things do, to like do, boot do. up. Like the Rocket Fives. Come on, baby. Oh, I gotta press the play button. I'm sorry, Claire. I know. Oh, that hat, semi hollow Telecaster. I don't. I like the groove. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Oh, nice. Starts on the two yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The... And Amy rocked that guitar part. No kidding, power yeah. chords, but hey, oh, shout yeah. outs. Hey, shout outs. Dude, this is a cool jam. Yeah. We'll come back to it. So we, we played those two, and That's then. Awesome. So was this the, uh, how, what was the relation? So you said two names of Amy, Amy, Amy and, and Casey. Casey learned instruments. What was the relation for the of those to the wedding? to the? She's the bride. Oh, okay. And he's her brother. Cool. Awesome. Right? So she like took part at the wedding. Dude, this is at like the, at the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. This Family is awesome. and friends. Oh, okay. Rehearsal so dinner. they get up there that we played those two. They go really well. Tom and I kind of fucked up the, the lyrics on this because neither one of us had heard the song before. So we practiced twice, but we, we missed one section during the bridge, but then got, got right back into it. <laughs> and she was like, she's like, you guys, how did, how did you just, you just came back? Like, Oh, you screw up like that's that's performance. Sorry, that that is more of what we do than anything. Is you screw up together and you no one else noticed. No wow. one else knows because most of the people have never heard the song before either. 
um, Isn't that crazy? Fall right back into it and finish perfectly. I remember seeing in the first time I realized that concept, and you see it, and you cr- you half cringe and you half rejoice when you notice somebody fuck up, and then you see them succeed, and right. you see nobody else. It's like uh, there was a magician who like magician half magician half comic which a lot of them are that kind of act of just mm-hmm. being a goof on stage but doing some sleight of hand stuff and it was neat it was put on by sub you might know the guy now this would have been probably a little too late this would have been oh nine oh ten time but this guy had some bit where he would like he like swallows a piece of paper and it's got something written on it custom okay. could never be reproduced you know somebody writes their name and puts a secret word mm-hmm. and he like acts like he's swallowing it and he reaches in his pants as if he like shit it out kind of thing you know not it's not gross but it's like how did he do that and i think it's probably just palm it or something like that but either way whatever he was doing wasn't working because he had this kind of build up to it like like a vocal climax something where he's telling a story and it's getting more and more crazy and then it's and there's supposed to be a wham and he he reveals that that it came out the other side kind of thing and it went on absurdly long and then he pulled it off like it went on way too long. Well, you know something's wrong. Well, he's like digging around in his pants doing this, which I th- <laughs> what I think is obviously an act. It's like that seems like that should have been about a three minute or sorry, three second kind of like, what? What's he doing? Is it really? I can't believe, you know, build the suspense. Mm-hmm. It was probably closer to 30 seconds Ooh. of digging in there to the point where I finally realized like, I, don't, I think he's I think it's not going well. I didn't know if he was going to bail. And I, it's like, how do you bail at that point? Mm-hmm. A performer would know. I would not. You might. But he ended up pulling it off, and I remember thinking, "That's a that's an awesome example of probably no, basically nobody knew." Right. So you roll, and it's a it's a success. Shout outs that dude. I wonder what he's doing now, yeah. but cool for you, man, for keeping it cool in front I'm, of a whole bunch of discerning engineers. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he was he was probably thinking, "How am I going to get out of this? How am I going to like right. trying to here's plan A, here's plan yeah. B, here's yeah. plan yeah, C." Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the most graceful way <laughs> yep. to 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 tuck and roll? And out then of it this? finally, whatever he was trying to do worked. He's like, "Oh, I get out of it." Yeah, plan A, He's baby. Celebrating in his mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't have to go the way of the dandy Warhols. That's true. Oh wait, excuse me. The hot the ploppers. hot ploppies. <laughs> hot ploppies. <laughs> Okay. All right. What's the story behind Hot Plot? Who came I, up with it? So Casey told me. I it, it was his niece, <laughs> somebody, cousin, some some child. I think they were doing um, uh, like dumplings, and she oh. didn't know the name for dumplings, and oh they were and they were dropping them in the water. Yeah. And so she called the Plop. dumplings the Hot Ploppies. Dude, that's about, and so that's he goes, cute I love it, it. That's the band name, right hot there. Ploppies. Hot Ploppies. It doesn't get any cuter than that. Yeah. So we had fun, but then that's it. So he yeah, gets, he's married. Yeah. They are now expecting in February, and oh, they're expecting. A, and they got the they got the the gender of the baby, and it's a drummer. So you're out. Be, yeah, you're out, out of the band. Well, yeah. Well, Casey's the real drummer. I was just I was more more vocal addition with a a little hand drum on the side. No, they they I'm I'm fully out. That baby's gonna be cuter <laughs> anyway. But so okay. Tom Tom has five kids with a sixth on the way and now chris has one on the way and so between between covid and babies family jobs everything else uh, i'm sure this is this is going to be a marathon not a sprint i'm sure sometime in the next couple years we'll get back together and jam some more but who knows when it's it's one of those that we've we'll be friends for life so i'm sure whenever we're 50 60 we'll we'll Keep coming back and you even had to make up new a new. You even had to make up a new number, fifty sixty man. Fifty sixty five thousand sixty. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna have the technology by then to preserve oh, you until so. the tender year of 
without ever that. I don't think my hands will last that long. I'll just be on a computer chip somewhere. (laughs) Oh my God. What was that movie? Johnny Depp gets uploaded. Johnny Mnemonic. No, wait, that's Transcendence. (laughs) Transcendence. Something like that. Yeah. And oh man. Yeah. Those type of movies. What was the other one? They did. Uh, it was Samuel L. Jackson with this, with his iconic line. And no, it wasn't. I'm tired of these snakes on this plane. It was like, oh no, it was Morgan Freeman. Oh man, now I'm in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was an absurd line by an an aging African American actor who's been in ten thousand movies. How about that? So that was why I messed it up. He says he's like, imagine if you could. Uh, the, they say that the smartest humans only use nine percent of their brains. Imagine if you used one hundred percent. And it's like. And it makes you can like time travel and stuff like that. All of a sudden, I'm like, sounds like a limitless kind of. Yeah, right. They give you a clear colored pill, and all of a sudden, you can like. You are everything, everywhere, everyone. Yeah, dude. They. Uh, I was like, dog. It sounds like you're describing being ten times smarter. You know, or market not, not like infinitely more smart. I mean, don't you think that a group that a like a a, a team of say a thousand people collectively is at least 10 times smarter than a single person even in real time in, a, in, a, in an instant you can't probably say that 10 people as a team are 10 times smarter than one person because they're not inter- a lot of overlapping knowledge they're not well you, but also they're not interconnected so the processing power it's not you're not processing in parallel you're processing just separately and mm-hmm. you can only communicate between this ultra sort of ultra um hamstrung method of turning it into words and then talking them at each other and mm-hmm. then interpreting them and there's Basically, but I mean, let's say if we take 10,000 people and and get them all working, even in real time, that's 10 times smarter than any one single person could ever be. And those people haven't figured out, you know, time travel or for that matter, they haven't figured out how to like stop wars from happening or like fix the fucking climate or something. I'm we like, just got Wikipedia. That's all that is, is 10,000 people <laughs> come yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, right, and right, that's right. what we get is Wikipedia. It doesn't, it's not functional knowledge. It's just. Did you, what did you call it? Ki- kiwi? Pedophile? What? (laughs) I'm trying to think what you just said. I've never heard of it before. Oh, Kiwi pedophile. That's creepy. I didn't find it. I did search that, and the FBI is knocking on my door (laughs) now. Yeah, there they are. But it turns out Wikipedia is here. Uh, I I learned a thing from a good friend of mine, Claire, that said random articles is a thing you can do on Wikipedia. Want to give it a go? Oh, where you just just click a button, like just shuffle, and here you go. Yeah. Shuffle, baby. What do we got? Uh, What do we got here? Whoa, what do you know? Red Cross House. Is a heritage-listed former commercial building and now Australian Red Cross and Blood Transfusion Center. This is really boring. Um, we'll try one more. <laughs> Mormonism. Whoa. Wow. That's... Yikes. Okay. Oh, goodness. Does it start flashing at the bottom of the podcast? This is what Mormons. <laughs> this is actually this what is Mormons what they... uh, oh, We Let's not go there. Let's not touch that one with a Wikipedia-length stick. One more. Upper Neretva. That's not a word. Yeah. Neretva. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, Bosnian. Oh, my Lord. It's, it's the upper course of the Neretva River, including vast mountainous areas surrounded by. Dude, this has got me thinking. Do you want beautiful. Do you want to plan a trip to Upper Neretva? Maybe uh, 2023. Bosnia? They I, say it's, I haven't been in a I've long read, time. I've read the Kiwi time. Pedophile article, and it's... <laughs> Great this time of year. (laughs) Excellent. Don't go to the lower Noretva. Oh my god. Only the upper Noretva. They call it going down on Noretva, and it's not recommended. Not good. Yeah. Uh, They have an Emerald River there. Sounds beautiful. An Emerald River. Which is not linked. Brick Road. Which is not. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) The uh, follow the Yellow Brick Road. What was the Emerald thing in that one? Emerald City, right? 
You're right, yeah. and ruby slippers. Ruby slippers. And they did not have sapphire or anything, but that would have been the... That's unfortunate. The d- divinity that flows. Oh, my Lord. Hey, we've learned some cool stuff today. Um, it, 43 minutes in, dude. Um, this would be a good time, so make sure that we have enough time to check... Uh, one of this is one of my listeners' favorite segments. It's kind of it's the world renowned. You know, people know when the theme music comes on. It's uh, it goes something like, Ba-ba-da, ba-ba-da. time to check those listener emails. <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah, dude. And now everybody see everybody perks up. You know, right. there's people like I'm, I'm imagining someone with their hands dirty, covered in flour, like baking, and immediately hears that. Oh. and it's like oh, washes the hands off real quick to go sit closer right. to the turn the volume up. Yep, yep, focus yep. on. Yeah. yeah, and everybody's kind of racing over towards their towards their sets, right? Or pressing pause if they're you know because I'm gonna save this for later. Right, they're on get the, the candles commute, lit yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, the yeah everybody out of a thousand of my listeners, every single one. Uh, writes an email every single day. I end up with somewhere between a million and a billion emails every somewhere. day. You know the difference between a million and a billion is about a billion. It's three zeros. <laughs> it's very close <laughs> to a billion. Yeah, it's, it's very close to a billion. Um, the, and, so, and I read them all. I read every single one. Sometimes that's a billion. Sometimes it's only a thousand. Um, and uh, <laughs> sometimes it's three zeros. But, before uh, before we get to that, I'm just going to tell you you, oh. you you joke about the number of listeners you have. I'll tell you Alton, this is my dumbass card. Let's go. Whenever you you told me about it, you had a 10,000 listener special episode. Oh yeah. I was immediately <laughs> intimidated, going, "Dude's got 10,000 <laughs> listeners. That's amazing." Like I I would not put it past you. I'm like, "You're extremely creative, entertaining guy." He. Well, I don't thanks. know. I don't know podcasts. <laughs> is it? I don't know if that's hard. People there to are, share the stuff. Let me tell you. There are about. There are. There are about nine thousand people doing really screwing it up right now. According to your take on me <laughs> and the quality of this show, there's somewhere in the neighborhood of nine thousand people that should be listening. Should be listening that aren't absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so, if you're out there listening, <laughs> then <laughs> spread the word. Just tell yeah. ten friends and have each of them oh, tell ten yes, friends. Exactly. And then you got it. Yeah. Right. You sell a book called "How to Make Money Selling Books." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the uh, well. Oh, okay. Well, so we've got a billion lost my emails. Train of thought. That yeah. We're go uh, well. It, just based on past experience, it's somewhere between a billion and negative a thousand. Okay. Did I say between a thousand and a billion? You did. You it's did. between negative a thousand and a billion. Okay. Yeah. So let's see what we got over here. Um, hey, what do you know? That is between negative a thousand and a billion. <laughs> what do you know? It's on the positive side of zero. So look at that. Yeah, look at that. We got one from somebody called Christina Turner. Oh, never mind. That's my wife. Oh, yes. That is my life partner. Um, shout outs, The Bear. The bear. It took us for a while. I don't know if you listened to some of the earlier episodes. We were on a hunt for the bear for a long time. She was. She would send clues, and just as a under the alias bear. Yeah, and it took me so long to figure out. Was this a Carmen San Diego thing? Like yeah. clues Boom. where in the world? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to get the loot, the warrant, and then the something. Oh God, and that the, TV show. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, and the final clue was I live in the same house as you, and I was like, oh my gosh. There she is. That narrows it down. Da, da, da. Yeah, and we finally found out. It's my wife. So, it's and this bear. appears to be Bear. So, she, hey, look at this. Shout outs, Bear. Let's see what Bear says. First time listener, long time writer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not buying it for a second. Bear, she said, checking in as the Bear. Oh, maybe I was supposed to read this as, okay, she's under alias, folks. Oh, okay. This is not Christina. This is the Bear. Her email signature gave it away. Her email. Kind of like, um, Title <laughs> yeah, same thing Oops. happened to Evola. He wrote in as something. I didn't sell it as well, but it was like, I figured you out, buddy, on, a, on account of it says your first and last name. <laughs> <There> you <laughs> <are>. <laughs> Checking in as the bear. Uh, it's been a minute. 
So I have some questions that have been bugging. I'm trying to get answers to. Okay. If you could, <laughs> I'll go to you first, okay. and then I'll weigh in if you, in, only in the case that you get it wrong. If I get it wrong. If you get sense. it right, we're going to let so it. prepare yourself to, to come in. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you could be a part of a fictional TV family, what family would it be? Part of a family? Fictional, a fictional TV family. Well, so, so you can't be part of Kardashians. So Kardashians, yeah, that'd be the, <laughs> boom. Here's your billion. Here's your billion. Uh, yeah. Fictional TV family. They would give you somewhere between a <laughs> minus a thousand and a bit. Oh my goodness, I'm terrible on the spot with these. Mm, yeah, what's a good one? You so could, many, so many TV families. I think of sitcoms, and and most of the all, men on those are idiots. They always make them stupid, right? Yep. You gotta have, you gotta, you gotta be something other than yeah. You got, you, you have to have something that makes you special, unique, different. If you're just Joe Joe Sixpack, then you're a fucking asshole. Absolutely, you're a douche. Everybody at work hates you. You don't get along well with your boss. You're never gonna get promoted. Your wife only loves you out of pity. I don't want to be that guy. So, so I'll go. It, this would have been appropriate at the time. Hey, now, up. maybe not so much, but I would have loved to have been one of the Cosbys. Oh my now, God. not actual Bill Cosby. Hot take. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, that's not a fictional family. That, <laughs> yeah, I want the fictional oh family, not the God. real life guy, um, but the fictional they, family. So were, they, were they the, they weren't the Cosbys They were the, they were the Huxtables. There. Yeah. The Huxtables. Okay, so let's see. There was, they, they had a, was it three kids and then him and his wife? Yeah, I think so. And then- they had Simone who came in, who was like uh, not their daughter, but was when, a... When was that show on? Was that early 90s, late 80s, or was that I think that was, I want to say late 80s. Okay, because I, well, I don't think I was ever around during that show actually being on. I came around Full House time. Friends. Full House yeah. is a good one, yeah. Um, okay, dude, I think but you still have the right was, show, but there there's, there's going to be some people doing this move. That, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure if I went back, this is just like anything in, in the past, if I went back and looked at it, it may not have aged as well as I, as it did in my memory. Good question. I don't know. I went back and watched all of Cheers, and I thought it was like, Ooh, okay. yeah, I, just uh, this is. I didn't watch this. It was something I would put on like while I'm cooking. When I lived by myself and Bear was never around, I needed something to watch. So I would find kind of just find the longest TV series I could find. Try to fall in love with them in the first series or se- season, so that I would have like, okay, I got ten more seasons. I don't have to find a new show. Right. And you just put it on as soon as I get home, and I'm just cooking, and I get about an hour and a half of it. And one of them was Cheers. I did a bunch of other way better ones. But it didn't seem like it aged itself out of the appropriateness or whatever. I mean, he he was, like, supposed to be this poonhound guy or something, but they, it wasn't gross. It mm-hmm. was... and. I thought it was okay. I bet you that show probably aged okay. Hey, guys, write an email and let us know yeah. what you think. Did Cosby Show age well? Not Bill Cosby. Not Bill Cosby. Did the, the Cosby Huxtables. Show yeah, the Cosby and the show. Huxtables family dynamic, did it age well? Uh, let's see what the time frame was. It was on from, since first episode, 84. Okay. 200 episodes. So you gotta wow. Think, you got to think that's seven, eight seasons. Because didn't mm-hmm. they, they would, they had them cranking out 30 episodes a season Absolutely. or something back then. then. I, I just typed in Cosby Show, and I think the second group of FBI are at my... <laughs> what was the first one? Oh, Ki- Kiwi Pedophile. Kiwi Pedophile. Oh, my gosh. Um, number of seasons, eight. Yeah, so that would put them in like 93 or something. And that was... It says 92. So that was right before I started being old enough to like know that things exist. Like music from 92, 93. Like, what was it? It takes two to make a thing all right. Oh, that was before me, and therefore I hate it. Is that ACDC? Music Factory who was... Good question. Well, good question, dude. Um, 
it, it's right around that time mm-hmm. is when I started. So like Black Hole Sun, that, that would have been the it. first yeah. stuff that I was able to hear on the radio and be mm-hmm. like, oh, music is yeah. more than just noise. Um, <laughs> it takes two. And it's like, it just auto fills for me. It's like, yep. it takes two pressure cookers <laughs> and <laughs> the third third batch of FBI. Um, it takes two online game video song by Rob Bass. Is that going to that be? That sounds right. That's my dude. That looks like the right. Rob Bass and <laughs> DJ Easy Rock. <laughs> D- is it just DJ's Rock? DJ's Rock. <laughs> DJ's Rock. DJ. I always thought DJ Ango was a funny one for uh, DJ Ango <laughs> on Chain. But dude, there's a guy called, check him out. His name's High Boy, B O I. And he does videos entitled something to the effect of An Idiot Explains and then filled in by a m- name of a movie. And he does these hilarious oh, kind of animated just just uh, synopses of movies. But that dude, when he did Django, he called him DJ Angle. I was like, <laughs> and since he's really funny, so am I. Absolutely. <laughs> Reflected glory. Dude, okay, so you were going to be part of the Huxtables. Hot take. We're already off to a hot take start with uh, with that answer. Let's see what else Bear's got in store for us. Okay. Now, is, are her questions going to get hotter as they go? Let's find out. Uh, if I could find my mouse cursor. Um, but I'm bum- All right. <laughs> what is your favorite McDonald's Happy Meal toy? So this is like off-brand McDonald's because there's no possessive there. But uh, McDonald's, not <laughs> the, from Coming to America, right? With the Golden oh, Arcs. I don't know, the- dude. Dude, you, <laughs> you and I are off by was. like three, a couple of years, enough yeah. that we're in like a half decade apart. Just there. Slightly different me- childhood yeah. memories. Um, what's your favorite McDonald's, McDonald's Happy Meal? Time? Hands down, there were transformers oh of each God. of the menu items. So there was a burger, yes! there was a fries. They all they all turned into robots. That hands down, those yeah, were the we, best. Somehow McDonald's we had toys. one of those around my house. We gotta look it up, dude. <laughs> nice. McDonald. McDonald's. Trans. No, not Travis Whoa. Scott. No. <laughs> Fourth batch of FBI. Trans. Transformers toys, nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Oh snap! Yes. Oh, they had so many more than I realized. Can I get a video? I can get the whole thing for eight twenty-five on Etsy. Look at that. Used though, dude. Are you sure you want that? I got Lysol, I guess. I don't know. Etsy. That's also a weird place to get those. It's like somebody's three D printing or something. Yeah. yeah, dude. I I want the original. This thing better transform. Oh my lord! Are you kidding me? French fries that turn into like a dragon. Holy smokes, look at some images up here. Anybody else remember them out there? Write in with your favorite <laughs> McDonald's Happy Meal <laughs> toys. Yes, I remember this one. Oh, my lordy lord. That was brilliant. I that, guess was, since, that was the top of their game. I, I mean, guess they since had... people can't see what we're looking at, this may be less interesting for them, but oh, boy, I'm having a fun time. Heck, yeah. Oh. If they, oh, if they the knew, they know. They're, the they're having flashbacks right now. The the. That's the one I remember. Ice cream cone. It had a, it had a, and it wasn't like a button to actuate. It was its own. It was like a pen clicker mechanism. You, st- you press in the pointy top of the ice cream cone. And there he pops on and that. And out he comes. Oh my lord! I wonder if Lynn Turner still has those. No, shout outs, mom and dad. They have been doing a great job, and I recommend this for anybody, especially like empty nest folks. Man, you, you take one last look through that stuff. You offer it to the kids, and, and when people say no, just throw it out. It's time, be it can be time to move on mm-hmm. or put it on Etsy, I guess. Apparently. <laughs> I end up buying my own parents. Free <laughs> 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 okay. delivery. They'll just drop it off whenever they come by. <laughs> All right. They're like, maybe you can pick it up the next time yeah. you come here. <laughs> you know, you haven't been in a cool. 
Uh, let's see. What else does the bear have to ask? Stop tearing up my shit, dog. He just gets excited when so I yell like, at him. Oh, attention. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> what is the diameter? And she wants three significant figures um, of the biggest bubble gum bubble you've ever made. Three significant figures can be too many. I can give you probably just one, but bubble gum bubble. Yeah, I remember being a kid and trying to do that, and you, you only have to do it a couple of times before you realize before you realize that shit's going to pop and it's going to be stuck to your cheek and it might not be coming off. I had, I remember trying that a couple times and in order, obviously in order to get a bigger bubble, you had to chew more, more gum, gum and that's, that's taxing your jaw. Absolutely. Plus mom or teacher's going to notice that and be like, what are you doing? That That's going to end up on the underside of this desk. And I, I don't Spit know it out. I just, I don't know if my, my mouth sphincter didn't have the control, but I know, I remember trying to do that and I would launch the gum across the room. Like I would be blowing. Oh yeah. 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 I had this huge well, because you tried to take mouth. a disc that was so thick yeah. and press it and there's so much Couldn't more. Couldn't get the pressure and just poof. There goes the gum. Wow. Let's see. Biggest actual success. Not to mention you only get five pieces of gum in the pack and you ain't mm-hmm. getting another pack till next Christmas. Right. And I don't want to use, I don't necessarily want to use all five just got, for one. I've got to ration this out. And then I got to try to pick the dog hair off of the thing and put it back in my mouth. Half a stick at a time. Still flavoring. <laughs> Half a stick I, I don't think mine would be too impressive. I'd say probably, let's go 7.125 inches. Oh, that's four sig figs, bro. Come on, be smart. 7.13, he said. How embarrassing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a, I was a business Oh, major. three places after the decimal. No, significant figures would include every, would include digits to the so left. If I, so the, if it was 14 inches, it would have been 14.1 for three significant? Uh, if it were 14 exactly, what you'd have to do would be, four, you'd say 14.0. 14 point, well, yeah, but if, so, okay, so just three important. Three exactly, things. and there was a couple of stupid rules I remember, like, for example, if you have trailing zeros, left of the integer so like for example 125 million has three significant figures okay because of the zero trailing zeros don't count unless if you want the trailing zeros to count you you would denote it with a decimal point nothing following the decimal point you would just put a period meaning to indicate that those trailing zeros were significant as well so you could have nine significant figures in 125 million but i don't know how you would do i guess you would use scientific notation you do like 1.250 1.250 times 10 to the eighth or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I will do, I will use scientific notation for my. <laughs> there you go. That makes it that makes it easier. Yeah. To, I probably had how you would write it in scientific notation, and those would be your significant. Figures. It makes it more clear. Yeah. yeah. Go there's yeah you would de- there, there there's no number that can't be represented with mm-hmm. any desired amount of significant figures. Right. Just shift it there. around where you want yeah, to Yeah. Go. Yeah. Okay. Um, mine would probably be about I would think in the ballpark of 6.00 times 10 to the zeros <laughs> uh, significant figures. Good question, though. Significant yeah. figures, dude. I made a joke one time. You're an engineer. See if you think no, there I'm was not. A, one of the okay. first time. Oh, you have an engineering mind, and I know okay. that because there's. A, I know a lot of engineers, and I know a lot of really good engineers. I know way more bad engineers, and that's just a reality of. That's probably true with any profession. Any profession, yeah. absolutely. And so, but a lot of people went to Rala, and these the, the people most likely to tell you how hard and how amazing they are, how so smart you have to be to go to Rala, and all this hyping themselves are pretty strongly correlated with the group of people that I would say don't call yourself that like you're not impressive at all you hmm. don't work hard you don't know like I've worked with you you're not that smart um, which is kind of a dick thing to say but there's a reality to that anyway these um, the, the, the it's not not everybody who went to Rala as an engineer uh, in my mind not, not a natural born one I we were at um, a cool-ass party downtown that I was not able to be at the whole event. This was a wedding of a oh, friend yes. of ours. Yes. Super cool. And then they did this kind of like club jamming sort of thing afterwards. They rented out half of a sort of club. It was really, really neat. 
And that was the first place I saw you where we talked for longer than like only a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about like room acoustics. Right. And I remember having one of the most salient, is that the right word? The most like coherent conversation about that. Like with take somebody who's a good engineer but not specialized in this area and another person who has a, a, a smart, like creative, thoughtful mindset of, and understands a lot of the same principles and just brainstorm because right. there's nothing else to do. And it was one of the most enjoyable conversations I had. And I thought this is thick with like, proper engineering and science that um anyway so in my mind you're an engineer more well, so thank you. more so than a lot of people i know who are, I'll, whose I'll titles are engineer yeah. so um where would we go with that one three significant figures significant, about, yeah i didn't know ah, i didn't know no, significant figures right yeah. no so then so you being an engineer in my mind need to tell me how hilarious this joke was somebody an, a real much older engineer that i was doing working on something with he was kind of helping me polish up some design before releasing it out to get built and he said something about he did one of these like lick your thumb and kind of aim at it type of things it's an old guy thing to do where you go uh some sometimes when you decide exactly where to locate a particular feature on a design and it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. you don't want to put in the design that it doesn't matter you just have to pick a spot arbitrarily because you need to have the tolerances so tight for some other reason so you're telling somebody you're basically telling somebody it needs to be this close to this spot when you yourself know it doesn't really have to, but you have to anyway. And he does this kind of like mm, right about here or something. And then I said, yeah, and how thick or how, how big? And he sticks up to his thumb and his index finger and goes, eh, you know, kind of widens and <laughs> loosen, widens and tightens the gap. He goes, eh, somewhere in there. And I said, what is that about two significant digits? <laughs> I get it. Thank you. I like it. I like it. The fingers are digits. Oh my ah. God. And he loved it. And that was the only time I ever made him laugh. And he was like a pack a day smoker. So I heard him laughing. I was like that. I just watching his life bar go down as he laughs. As he laughs. I really like that guy. Anyway, shout outs, Glenn. I won't tell your. I won't say your whole name, Glenn. Protect your anonymity because I know you know what podcasts are. Shout outs, Glenn. We still have an old driver's license of his that he left in his desk when he retired from like 1973, and it's hilarious. Shout outs. Good engineer. I liked him. Retired in 73. That's a. No, no, no. So at. From no, like from 1973. This dude licensed from 73. Oh, if he had retired in 1973, you wouldn't know him. I was just I was just partying at his house, dude. (laughs) I was like, yo, let's talk design. (laughs) What do you have to tell me about this, Um, dude? That's it from from Bear. There are 999 million. That's only three significant digits. Other emails here, give or take. We don't have time to read them, folks. But that has, to my surprise taking us past the one hour mark wow goodness yeah dan dude um anything else we missed everything we're gonna we're gonna have to do this again <laughs> yeah i didn't even expect to talk about I the, the would, band stuff and that abdo- took the, took over the whole hour i would absolutely love to have you back we will make it happen and that's not one of those empty promises that's not a hollywood promise because i've never been well i have been to hollywood once have you? you know well, mm-hmm. a week ago we went to hollywood it is awesome how i don't stop no i wasn't done it is awesome how much it resembles Los Santos in Grand Theft Auto V. It's hilarious. There's a road when you go down, um, I think Sunset Boulevard. It is exactly the street that's just up at the top of the hill where all the fast food restaurants are and where Michael's house is right there. It's, it was surprising. And the food was delicious. We went to a cool restaurant. It was expensive, but the food was awesome. And the people we were there with were great too. One of them is a two-time guest on my show. Shout out Kelsey. Ooh, hey. Much love. And uh, another guest, Kyron and Bear. We had a few, a few in over my head regulars shout outs all you guys cool group of friends um yeah so i have been to hollywood so so but but i promise when i say i'd love to have you back it's not that hollywood promise i appreciate we're it. having you back 
before too long. Um, here's the thing I've been doing. I know you've been listening to some of the episodes, so you might be aware of this, but um, to intentionally put you on the spot, uh, sign-off's all yours, dude. Oh, goodness. Thanks. Uh, so for all of you who are our subscribers, as I said before, go tell 10 friends. <laughs> this is... This, I was, uh, again, I was very intimidated whenever I first thought that there were 10,000 subscribers <laughs> here. But listening to the episodes, it wouldn't have surprised me. You you guys have a lot of fun. I It, it made my two-hour trip to, to Jefferson City feel like 15 minutes because it was just it was just a party the whole time. So it's it's been outstanding here. I hope all of you have an outstanding day. Listen to all. This is now what, 32? Number 32. Number 32 episodes. So if you haven't listened to all of them, you've got an assignment now. So thank you. <laughs> thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks for being here. Can't wait to have you back. And guys out there listening, thanks a lot for listening. See you later.